I'm learning about Avramel. We have Avramel here. Shalom Remel. So, Avram Avinu, not Avramel. Avram Avinu, the Torah tells us this week that he was old and he was advanced in days. Avram Zokin, Bamayam. He was old and he was advanced in days. The Torah is saying this to describe his virtue. What's the great virtue about these two um, descriptions of Avram Avinu? Old and advanced in days. So, old means, the Medrash says, that um, there are some people that they may be um, uh, advanced in, in days, but they don't look old. Having the appearance of someone who's older is itself a virtue. Maybe not everyone likes that virtue, but it is a virtue. Uh, the Talmud says, about Eliezer ben Azariah, that Eliezer ben Azariah was considering accepting the leadership of the Jewish people, and he wasn't sure if he should or he shouldn't. So he did what the Talmud says that a person should do in, in such circumstances, ask your wife. So his wife said, listen, they won't respect you. You're 18 years old. You're not going to be able to do this. So that night, miraculously, he had... 18 rows of white hair added to his beard overnight. So he's an example of someone who has the advantage of being elderly without having the advantage of Yerev Shandu Yuchachma. The Torah says the more years you have, the more, more wisdom you have. So he'd have the advantage of having the appearance of being elderly without the actual age. And there are other people which are very elderly, but they don't look old. So the Torah says about Avraham that Avraham had both virtues. Both he was elderly, and he looked elderly. That's what the Torah says. Now, the obvious question is, that's something that many people have. And the Torah is telling us this is unique to Avraham. It doesn't seem very unique. It's something that many, many people are, are, have. So what's the, um, what's the Torah telling us here? Let's think about who Avraham is in the context of history. The Talmud says that there are three periods of two millennia that describe creation. The first two millennia are called chaos. The second two millennia are called Torah. And the third two millennia are called Mashiach, days of Mashiach. So when Avram was 52 years old, the second set of two millennia began. Avram Avinu began preparing with giving the Torah when he, when he turned 52 years old. That's when the, the preparation for the giving the Torah began. Just like Mashiach hasn't come yet, but this is the era of Mashiach. This is the time when the world is advancing towards that time, and now we're at the last moments. So too, regarding the giving of the Torah, the, Torah, the world began turning towards Torah at the, at, uh, in the time of Avraham, uh, specifically when he was 52 years old. And in the context of Avram, who Avram is in history, the Torah tells us that he was old and he had many days, uh, what what exactly is the Torah telling us here? What, what does this mean? So, there are um, various commentaries trying to to explain this. Uh, I'm just going to fix this sitter over here one second. Um, the word, the word zikna, the word, the word elderly, is an acronym for the words zeh shakana chachma, someone who has acquired wisdom. 
So it's not only talking about his appearance, it's also talking about wisdom. The Zohar says that uh, the meaning of Avram having many days means that there were never any days that were missing mitzvahs. So elderly is a description of his achievement in Torah. And Yom, the Zohar says he had Yom and Shleiman, he had complete days. There were never any days that were lacking. Every day he did, he did mitzvahs. So the Zohar is talking about his perfection in keeping Torah mitzvahs. But yet the Zohar connects his perfection in Torah mitzvahs to days, to time. You could just say that he kept mitzvahs. He kept God's words. But the Zohar underscores that this was connected to, to time. In general, um, mitzvahs are more associated with uh, the time and space, and Torah is more of a spiritual thing. Of course, the mitzvah of studying Torah is not complete unless you actually say the words of Torah. If you don't say the words of Torah or hear the words of Torah, you're not doing the mitzvah of studying Torah. Uh, but uh, just think them, it's not, it's not the mitzvah. So, so the Torah has a mitzvah component as well. But Torah intrinsically, what is Torah? Torah is more of a spiritual thing. The purpose of Hashem in creation is that the world itself should be a home for Him. Hashem wants us to make this world a home for Him. So Torah is more about the spiritual perfection that I receive, that I receive the light of Hashem. Mitzvahs, on the other hand, mitzvahs are more about the impact in the world. In the world itself, there are two parts. There are to- there's time and there's space. The world is made of both. But space, in general, Chassidah so says that space is considered higher than the element of time. Space is unchanging, but time is always changing. So that indicates it's, that it's a lower kind of a reality. So the idea of, of Avram's observance of mitzvahs means that Avram was fulfilling God's purpose in creation and, make, and elevating not only space, but also the lower element of existence, element of time. So before uh, the Torah is given, the Talmud says that um, there was a separation between heaven and earth. The heaven was given to God, so to speak. The heavens are for God. And the earth is for man. And the Medrash gives an analogy of an argument between the people of Rome and Syria, how they didn't get along with each other. The king of Rome and the king of Syria made a disagreement together that no one from Rome should go to Syria and no one from Syria should go to Rome. And similarly, before the Torah was given, there was this separation. And when God gave us the Torah, this separation was annulled, and now it was possible for those of Rome to go down to Syria, and those from Syria to go up to Rome, that now it's possible, after the Torah was given, to connect the spiritual and the physical. That's what the giving of the Torah is about. So Avram, who makes the first step towards giving of the Torah, he embodied the, the, the purpose of Torah, which is to elevate the world. And therefore the Zohar underscores that not only did he have perfection in his Torah study, he also had perfection in his mitzvahs. Because the mitzvahs specifically are about our purpose in, are fulfilling God's purpose in creation to elevate the world. There's a halacha. Halacha is that, as we, as we just said in the morning blessings, 
that Talmud Terek Negekulam, Torah is equal to them all. The merit of Torah study is equal to all their merits combined. And yet the same Torah also says about itself, that if there's a mitzvah, and no one else could do the mitzvah but you, you have to do this mitzvah. I'm no, I don't know if what I just did was an example of this. I saw a siddur which was turned, turned around, and uh, so I interrupted the class and turned the siddur over, because no one, no one around, else is around to do that. I, I don't know if that's, if, that's a, if, if that was correct. I'm not correct an example. Not, a, not an example. I just know when I, I saw the Rebbe many times, and whenever there was something on the floor, you know, everyone's all eyes are on the Rebbe. Whenever he enters, enters the shul, and the Rebbe stops and it picks up a piece of paper from a siddur. So, anyways, but the point is that the re, if the mitzvah could get done through someone else, the, the God's purpose and creation will be fulfilled, then go ahead and fill your soul with the light of Torah. As Avshesha says, Rejoice my soul, said Avsheshes, for you I have learned the written Torah, for you I have learned the oral Torah. You're able to, to bring light to your neshama, fantastic. But if there's a mitzvah that no one else can do, so then the Torah says, you're on a mission over here, it's, it's, you're not here for yourself. So you, you have to fill God's purpose in creation, and you have to make the world a home for Hashem. So in, there are two kinds of people. There are people which gravitate to, 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 in ourselves. There are the heaven part of ourselves, and there's the earth part of ourselves. The heaven part of ourselves is the Torah part of ourselves, the part that likes to connect to Hashem and to focus on God's wisdom and to, uh, and to enjoy it. That's the part of Avraham who was... Uh, who was Zaking, he was elderly, he acquired wisdom, he acquired Torah. People who are like this have a harder time when Hashem says to switch gears and to go reach out to others because, because they're, they're, more, they're more into their own spiritual achievements. I, I think I share with you about how in the, in the city of Lubavitch, every boy had a grade. The highest grade was Aleph Aleph, the lowest grade was Dalit Dalit. Aleph, Aleph were the guys who learned the name Davind, and they were really into it. But when Stalin came and communism came, and the yeshiva had to close, and the Torah started to be learned underground, who were the ones who taught the Torah underground? It was specifically the Dalit Dalits. It was the worst guys. The worst guys in the, in the city of Lubavitch, they were considered the worst guys there. They were the best guys when it came to teaching Torah on the ground. And it's, it's, it's very simple, because although those who... I mean, when he said, just to give some, some context, my great-grandfather, Avram Mayar, he studied in the city of Lubavitch, and he said that he wanted to atone for the time that he, uh, uh, he wasn't keeping his Judaism as best as he could in his youth, and therefore he, um, he, would make, he made sure that in the um, seven hours... That, this, that he studied Nigla, the, the time to study the Gemara and Code of Jewish Law was from 12 to 7. So from 12 to 7, he did not leave his chair. He wanted to like to consistent to study that, to, to, keep on, to keep on, it was hard, but he pushed himself and pushed himself to study for seven hours straight. I don't know why he said it was seven hours, but I heard it. Um, in gen, the, what's known is, in the city of Lubavitch, the, 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 the Seder, the order to learn the reveal parts of Torah, was for eight hours a day, and the chassidus was for four hours. Two hours in the morning, two hours in the night, and in the middle it was these eight hours. It could be because he davened longer 
That's why he only had seven hours. I'm not sure. Either way, it could be started at 11 like it does today. In, the, in most of Avish Yeshivas, the Seder to learn Gemara starts at 11. But regardless, they really were, it was really an intense program of learning. And they really had to work hard. But despite their need to make an effort to, to study that Torah, when the time came to study Torah on the ground and to do a whole different kind and, and to fight it against the KGB and to do everything in hiding and, and to go to parents and to, to tell the parents, hey, you have to uh, send your kids to Jewish, to Jewish school and on risk of going to Siberia yourself and your kids getting sent to an orphanage, it was a whole different kind of energy. It was a whole different kind of person. So the Dalad Dalad people, they were a lot quicker to, to do the job. I don't know if the following story is true. This is the story that I heard. Someone was once complaining to the Rebbe how he walked into 770, the Rebbe's yeshiva, and he saw some boys smoking cigarettes, and they were just speaking profanities. That's what he told the Rebbe. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but <laughs> I can see that happening. Anyways, so he told the Rebbe, they're like a bunch of firemen. So the Rebbe said, Take, yes, like firemen. That, but when there's a fire that needs to be put out, they'll, they'll be the first ones to do it. It may be that, you know, in other words, they're not doing so well, they're not proud of what they're doing, but, but on, the, on, the, on the other hand, there's a virtue here too. You, you should know, that these are the guys, when someone's in the Congo, and someone's in Nepal, and someone's somewhere out there that needs, needs help, these are the guys who are actually not just going to do it, but as we can see, they, they did do that. Anyways, so, so the Dalit Dalit boys they were the ones who gravitated not to, to um, Torah study, but they were able to do the um, they were able to focus on the days, focus on the space and time that things had to get done. The emphasis on time, again, is that time is always changing. So too, when you relate to people who are always changing, it's a little harder. Like someone was telling me recently about how they, they want to dedicate themselves to social work and helping people but they won't work with alcoholics. Why not? Because alcoholics, uh, you help them, and more often than not, you help the guy get off the street and help the guy get off of alcohol <coughs> and, and drugs. And the, this addiction is very strong, and the guy ends up going back on the street and back drinking and back smoking a short time later. So while there are people that are, are, uh, uh, that, that are in trouble and need help, um, you could see a, 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 um, an impact that, that's, la- that's long-lasting. But someone's always changing, and you're, you're not really making a, a concrete difference. Uh, it's, it's a lot harder. You know, when I was in uh, Yeshiva in uh, Morristown, I would go every week to Newark, New Jersey, to put on film with people. It's funny, it was, it was the last week that I was there. And, uh, the, you know, when you visit people, you put on film with them, very often... I go on a Friday afternoon. Very often, I, there's some people I didn't see for months. They were away. There was they had different or, order on Friday, different schedule. So the last week I was there, one guy told me, "I want you to know." He was in tears. I want you to know that I start putting on film every day, and it's because of you. And I go around the world, wherever I am, I put on film. It's all because of you. So that's gratifying. That's great. When, when, if everyone would be like that, then putting on film with people on Fridays as a yeshiva student would be amazing. You would feel, you know, success brings brings a, a passion. You feel you, you're doing something, it's great. But <laughs> that was the exception to the rule. It wasn't the rule. The rule was, you go to somebody. Hey, you want to put on film this week? Uh, I did it with you last week, right? Yeah, want to do it again this week? 
um, I'll do it next week. Uh, whatever, or or yes, but it's it's a one-time mitzvah, and it's not something that's, which is long-lasting. It's just a one-time mitzvah. Of course, we learned in Chassidus, however, mitzvahs forever, just don't last week. Just Friday, we learned how, how, how Hashem holds on to every mitzvah, like a child who kisses his father, and it's precious, and Hashem holds on to it forever. So that's true. So for Hashem, it's forever. But in our world, in the, in the, and not only in our world, in Hashem's plan in creation, make the world a home for Him, so there's not much of a difference that you've, you've done with this person. You've, you've only elevated one moment of space and time. The Rebbe did say another occasion, um, this woman had written to the Rebbe that, uh, hey Zev, why turn your screen back on? This woman had written to the Rebbe that uh, she doesn't understand, Chassidus says that the purpose of creation is to elevate all of space and all of time. And there, she says there are places that no one's going to ever go to in the Sahara Desert and the African jungles. So how can you say it's about elevating all of space and all of time? And the Rebbe didn't answer her, but seven years later when she visited the Rebbe, I heard this, this is Mrs. Oliver from, from Australia, she told this to me, she said, she said she went into the Rebbe's room for, it wasn't a private audience. What they did at that time was because of the many guests that had visited the Rebbe, they brought all the guests together to have a pseudo-private audience, just the guests from Australia or the guests from wherever was coming then, all the guests together. And uh, the Rebbe had said that's even better because you have the advantage of, the, of a community and the advantage of the individual. But she felt that was like a loser's prize. It wasn't like a real prize. That's, that's, it's much better to speak to the Rebbe one-on-one. But, but she changed her opinion when the Rebbe started speaking. And she said that how she, 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 the intensity of it caused her to just phys- to physically shake even though she didn't hear the Rebbe's words yet. The Rebbe said, there are some that ask, there's a question he asked seven years before, there are some that ask about the jungles of Africa and, and, the, and the places that, the, that you're never going to elevate, that people will never go. The whole world is meant to be a home for Hashem, but there are spaces and times that aren't going to be elevated. So the Rebbe said that Torah has a, a ripple effect. It's not just that specific space, that specific time where the Torah and mitzvahs are done, but Torah and mitzvahs has a ripple effect on other spaces and other times, not just that specific place and that specific time where, the, where, where you are, are learning or, or doing. So, uh, so, yes, it's true that a mitzvah that you do in one specific place and time has ripple effect, but comparing that to having a long, lasting, permanent effect in someone's life, it's, it's, it doesn't feel the same. So that's what Torah says about Avram, that Avram wasn't concerned with a long-term effect. He was able every day to do his mission for that day, that changing space and that changing time, and it didn't matter what was going to happen the next day. He was concentrating on God's purpose and creation in the lowest realm, in the realm that is always changing. It didn't matter to him what would happen the next day. That's the meaning of Avram um, elevating, uh, being, being coming in days, as Zohar says. That every day he did something. But not only was he advanced in days, not only did he elevate all of time, the Torah also emphasizes that also he was elderly. He was Zuck and he also acquired wisdom. There are other people, these Dalad Dalad boys, for example, that I was talking about before, the Dalad Dalad people, they're the ones who had a hard time studying Torah. Yes, they're the ones who are going to go underground and reach out to another Jew and another Jew and to, and to go on, under Stalin and, and to defy all the, the, the dangers at the time. But they had a hard time sitting down and learning. There are, are people which are more Moroshchera. Moroshchera means they're more introverted, they're more subdued. And the people which are more Moralevena, 
Mordlevain means they're more excitable, they're more hyper, they're more happy. <clears throat> and m- many people wrote to Rebbe about um, their nature and how to contend with their nature. And, and, and some, so to some, Rebbe told them that you should use your nature out, your nature of Marashchera, to for diligence. For diligence is a great thing, being subdued and, and int- it's a great power for diligence. On the other hand, it's not all Hashem wants from us. Hashem wants us to have both. Hashem wants us to be both like Avram, coming in days to focus on the earth. Hashem also wants us to be zakin, elderly, Torah, to in heaven, in the heavenly things, in Torah to have both 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 virtues. So Avram Avinu is Maisa of Sin Labanim. What Avram did is a sign for the children that we have to not only elevate uh, the space and time around us and, and not think about what's going to happen tomorrow, and to, and to focus on the mitzvah of the day, and may, although it may not seem very rewarding, to focus what God wants us to do uh, in the changing world, and at the same time, we also have to uh, not forget about ourselves. says, Don't ignore your own flesh and blood. Don't ignore yourself. You have to elevate the world, it's true. We also have to have a set time every day to study to yourself. And there's a... Uh, a symbiotic relationship between these two things. As we learned a few weeks ago in Parshas Neach, that, um, that when you, when you, uh, when Neach was, went into the Teva, Hashem told him to bring others in the Teva as well, bring others in the Ark as well. And by helping others, that brings God's assistance, that you yourself are complete. And conversely, when you're involved in helping others, you, and, and you're Involved in all these communal things, you might think, okay, that's, I'm doing good enough. I'm, I, you know, I'm, 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 God must be happy with me because look at what, what I've done for, all, for humanity. So the Torah says that it's not enough just to do for, for others. Uh, as, it, as by the story of the flood, where the water came from heaven, the water came from the earth. Water coming from the earth represents our financial and physical and material worries. And water coming from the heaven means the concerns and worries of communal affairs because of all the things that are on your head for the sake of others. So whether the waters are coming from heaven, whether the waters are coming from earth, earth, the Torah tells us that Avram was elderly, advanced in days. Both he was elderly, he never missed his Torah study himself, and he was advanced in days, also he, he was conscious of his role in elevating the world, and that's why his he began what would prepare for the giving of the Torah when Hashem would make it possible to actually bring ruchnius, bring the spiritual into the physical mitzvahs that we do. Avinu prepared for that himself by embodying both heaven and earth within himself, both Torah study and, and mitzvahs. Any, any questions or comments? All right. Have a great day, Dr. Resman. Great day, Zev. Great day, David. Great day, Avramel. Great day,